Welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By. I'm your host, Pam Christian. And before I get started today, I'd really like to take a couple of minutes to personally connect with you. I don't know if you realize it or not, but I genuinely care for you. The love of Christ flows through me and right to you. Anytime I sit down to create a new podcast, write a new article or a book for that matter, I seek the Lord in all earnest for Him to reveal what's on your heart. What do you need to have addressed that will genuinely help you and take you to the next step in processing a confident faith that will serve you in the midst of opposition? You know, over the years, people have liked different things I've said, and I actually have a page, a website page that somebody else created where there are quotes of mine. And one of the quotes people seem to really like is this, faith is a lot like automobile insurance. It has to be in place before there's an accident. So with every podcast, every article I write, every book I write, every message I present, my whole desire is to help you possess a confident faith, a faith that is intact so that when something comes against you in life, and it will, you are fully prepared to succeed, to press through whatever it is and come out the stronger for it. This year of 2020 has been a severe test of faith for those who profess to be Christians. It's one thing to claim to be a Christian when things are going well, when the general populace is thriving, when government seems to be fulfilling their role to protect we the people, and our children are happily and safely attending school. But what happens when all these references of prosperity and safety are not only shaken, but violently removed? Well, I don't have to tell you everything we have found safety and comfort in, except God, has been shaken this year. Everything that can be shaken has been shaken so that what is immovable is revealed and we are awakened out of our slumber, our creature comfort-induced stupor, to the realization of what is actually going on in our midst. What we've encountered in 2020 is not a judgment of destruction. Well, not yet anyway. No, up till now and for a bit longer, God has been exposing corruption so that those who will place their faith, their wholehearted faith in God, will do so and those who will not are revealed for who they truly are. Then God will enact judgment. Then, when the whole world can finally see the truth, we will want to see God's judgment so that we can be relieved from the evil that has been plotted against us and everything that is good. I know many have been fearfully trembling and shaking to the point of despair. I have a few friends who are that discouraged with all that's been going on. And if this is you or someone you know, today's podcast is especially for you. God is calling you unto himself, where there is truth, peace, and safety, where there is certainty and a confident hope for your future. I know this because my personal shaking occurred years ago. My husband and I were taken through a severe trial where we lost everything except our furniture, our clothing, and one car. We were both without income. I had sold my business to a man who turned out to be a crook, who never paid on the four-year note, At the same time, my husband lost his six-figure income earning job. Now, don't think for a moment that because of the prosperity we were in when this trial began, that we eased through it. No, not at all. The severest part of the trial included four consecutive years of unemployment, followed by many years of under and unemployment, marred by an ever-increasing credit card debt. Each time we had to use our credit card for food and utilities, it was like another pile of dirt was being shoveled on us, burying us alive. Our children were three years old and five years old when this trial started. This was in the early 90s when the economy drastically tanked. When the economy tanked again in 2008, 
I knew we had been uniquely positioned to help others get through the totality of the financial downfall. Now, I say totality because I know loss of a paycheck is not just loss of income. It's loss of identity, social status, confidence, marital stability, family security, and a whole lot more. Because God had taken my husband and me through such a severe trial for many years, in fact, we did not fully recover until this very year, and our kids are now 35 and 32. But because God took us through everything he's taken us through, I knew God prepared us to be in a unique position to help you and others who are suffering financially, physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, and spiritually in this present time. Oh, I pray your trial will not last anywhere near as long as ours has, but no matter how long you suffer, I understand what you're dealing with, and it's my God-given privilege to invest in you, presenting you the help and hope we receive from Jesus, consistent with 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, which states, Blessed be the God our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so we can be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. This verse was actually my focus verse for my two-hour weekly radio program with the motto, Turning Tragedies into Triumph with the Truth. And this remains the underlying premise for all that I do. My bi-monthly e-newsletter, which I hope you subscribe to, my book series, and even this podcast seeks to help people possess a confident faith that will see you through any adversity life brings. God created me with a stubborn tenacity. Perhaps he did so knowing what kind of early family life I would have since my father was abusive, alcoholic, and unfaithful. Maybe God gave me an extra measure of tenacity so I would not settle for what I knew to be less than the best, not only for me, but for others. I believe the tenacity I was given at birth has been the fuel that has inspired me to not give up and to keep pressing through even in the deepest pain and hardship. So when I came through my trials, my heart would be enlarged for others concerning their pain, hardships, and life's difficulties. As I look back over my life, I realize the strengthened tenacity and the abundance of compassion I have for others has been born out of my own hardships and out of refusing to surrender, believing God for a desirable outcome. It's this kind of resolute faith I want you to possess, so you also arrive at God's blessed outcome that he has planned for you all along. The Bible is clear. Nothing is impossible with God. Matthew 19.24 In context, Jesus spoke those words encouraging his disciples to remain steadfast in partnership with him to see God produce what is otherwise impossible with man apart from God. So, seeking God for this podcast, I knew I needed to bring you a renewed hope, renewed vision, and renewed focus. I know many of you are bone-weary. The pain, suffering, hardships, and losses imposed upon all of us, especially this year of 2020, have been immense. Even our hopes have been dashed. And with all the chaos concerning COVID-19 and the election, it's hard to even renew our hopes. I know when we get to that point of being worn out, we need someone to come alongside us, to nurture us back to health and hope. And I want you to let me be that someone for you today. Last week, I emphasized how genuine worship is the greatest weapon of spiritual warfare we have. I think in your heart of hearts, you know this, you believe that's true. 
but somewhere between your mind and your heart, you've been wounded. The enemy has managed to implant doubt and fear, which has seriously interfered with your ability to clearly see and stand on truth, the very truth that will set you free. But consider with me, bringing you to a place where you are fearful and doubt-riddled is exactly what the enemy wants, knowing it makes you impotent in your faith and absolutely no threat to him and his evil plans whatsoever. In my mind's eye, as I'm bringing you this message, I see you bloodied and bruised and bandaged up, recoiled under a blanket in need of spiritual recovery. And I want you to drink deeply the warm tea of recovery to allow the soothing balm to be applied to your wounds and for the truth in the word of God I bring to restore you body, soul, and spirit. You know, to some people, a resolute, determined faith to hold out for God's promises in the midst of abundant opposition appears like denial. If you have people suggesting you give up and give in to what you know in your heart of hearts is not God's will for you, I strongly suggest you distance yourself from them. Whether it's mainstream media, friends or family, or even your pastor, tune out every word that does not align with the Word of God. This year, God has been busy exposing all sorts of the most vile and evil corruption. God has shined the light on evil to bring it into the open and to administer his perfect justice. The reason we've seen the gross increase of evil in every mountain of society is so we could be made aware of what has actually been going on, the evil, sinister betrayals against humanity that would have taken us over had God not intervened. With understanding, God has been exposing the corruption so that we would not be overcome by it, and so we can witness his administration of justice, his perfect justice. Well, now let's focus on the promises of God that he's given us once we get through this phase of his intervention in our behalf. God has revealed what we can look forward to, what he has waiting for us once we persevere in faith and get through this trial. Prophetess Lana Bowser wrote a word posted December 15, 2020, quote, Over the last few months, the Lord has been speaking to me more and more about his faithfulness. He's been speaking to me about how he is revealing his faithfulness in deeper ways than we've ever seen before right now. God has deeply impressed upon me Numbers 2319, which says, God is not a man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said it, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? 2020 has been an intense year for many, and many have been through deep trials, disappointments, hardships, and battles. But 2020 does not change what he has said, and 2020 does not change his nature. God is forging and forming a remnant of people who are passionately devoted to his word and will hold on and not let go. They are a people that are learning in deeper ways what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. At the end of 2019, the Lord spoke to me that 2020 would be a year and the beginning of a new era of an army rising up who know what it is to walk in the ferocious focus of faith. That 2020 would be a year the church would need bold faith and we would move into an era of bold faith like we have never known before. This is happening right now. This is a time where the church needs to hold on to what God has said and not let go. This is a time to be ferociously focused on what the Spirit of God is saying and not be double-minded. This is a time to really trust the Lord and anchor your faith because He is going to do what He said He's going to do. End quote. There is more to this very encouraging word from God 
and I'll have the link to Lana Bowser's post in the show notes. Gratefully, the year 2020 is nearly over. This means we should be fully cooperative with God, working with Him to prepare us to be the army rising up who demonstrates a ferocious focus of faith. As we now prepare to move into 2021, we need to press in to know God's strategy for His beloved church to gain the place of prominence He intends. September 26, 2020, an event billed as the Return in Washington, D.C., was attended by more than 10,000 people and watched by millions in simulcast or online. If you attended or watched, I'm asking you to close your eyes now and recall the sights, sounds, and smells of that day when Kent Christmas presented a prophetic word from the Lord, which we need to be reminded of today. If you didn't attend or watch online, close your eyes and let the Lord speak to you while I share what Kent Christmas said in part. Quote, I hear God today. This is not about color. This is not about culture. This is about the church. And God said, the church is my body. So today I release healing into you. I release a spirit of boldness on you. The spirit says, rise up, saith the Lord. Whatever you bind, I'll bind. Whatever you loose, I'll loose. And the church is going to begin to fill up. And the glitter of sin that has drawn the sinner to the world is now going to be tarnished. And I'm going to cause the church, saith the Lord, to rise to her feet. By the end of this year, the greatest outpouring that you have ever seen is going to hit the United States of America starting in January. Thus saith God, I am coming after the strongholds that have ruled over this nation for decades, and I'm pulling them down by the power of the Spirit of God. For the violence that you see in the land, the roaring that you see over your nation, is demon spirits that are crying out because the angels of the Lord have come to silence them for this hour. I am also coming after a generation of young people that have never been in church, that have never known God. I am going to invade the homosexual community, and I'm going to set them free by the power of the Holy Ghost. There is anointing, saith the Lord, that I am releasing over this nation. Just as the laws have come out of this city in the natural, saith God, there is now a law being released out of the heaven that says my church will not be silent. For the spirit of Jezebel has ruled over this nation for a century. But I have raised up an Elijah anointing, saith God, that is going to break the spirit of Jezebel, and there's going to be peace in the land. There is liberty, saith the Lord, that I am releasing over this land, and it is a harvest of souls. Your churches are going to fill up. Your children are going to praise the Lord. Your bodies are going to be healed, because I declare it, saith God, and it shall be done, saith God. End quote. I'll have a link to the video of Kent Christmas's entire word in the show notes. I would have played the audio, but you know, there are copyright issues. But you can watch the video online. Again, I'll have the link in the show notes. When we hear a word given that is said to come from God, it is our responsibility to discern the word as being from God or not. This word from Kent Christmas and the many words about the government of America have resonated with my spirit. And it's been these promises of God that I have taken firm hold of that have allowed me to persevere through all the chaotic, competing voices of the enemy attempting to bring disunity of faith among God's people. Many trustworthy prophetic voices have maintained the proclamation of the nation being restored to a righteous nation. And as I've written many times in social media, let us all seek God to make America godly again. Many people from many other nations are praying for you, for me, and for all of us who are Christians in America 
to stay strong, to stay the course, to tend to the wounded so we can lift one another up. They see America as the last hope for protection of religious freedoms and human liberty worldwide. We have been born for such a time as this. So to stay in the good fight on behalf of the protection of all of God's people in all of the nations is what we must do. Remember, the nations are Christ's inheritance. Remember, too, what Jesus said early in his ministry, quoting from Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord, of God, is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall rise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and tend your flocks. Foreigners shall be your plowmen and vine dressers, but you shall be called the priests of the Lord. They shall speak of you as the ministers of our God. You shall eat the wealth of the nations, and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrong. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their offspring shall be known among the nations, and their descendants in the midst of the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge them, that they are an offspring the Lord has blessed. And I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its sprouts, and as the garden causes what is sown in it to sprout up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all the nations. This passage is referred to as the year of the Lord's favor. And I believe this is exactly what God wants us to stand believing him for in this year 2021. I also hear God encouraging us with the words from Isaiah 43:18 and 19, where God says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. We must let go of the past and look ahead to the future that God has planned for us. Kent Christmas's prophetic word clearly stated beginning January, the greatest outpouring ever seen is going to hit the United States of America. Are you ready? Oh, I pray you are hearing this message and letting the words reach down into the marrow of your bones that you are renewed and made ready, fully positioned to receive all God wants you to have and experience. Who in your life needs the Lord? God said through Kent, he is coming to a generation of young people and people caught up in alternative lifestyles that he is releasing and anointing that will not allow the church to remain silent. Think of it. 
In the year 2020, many people have been influenced by the enemy of God who has worked overtime to not only silence the church, but to marginalize the church and even crush the church. Strongholds that have ruled this nation for centuries are going to be brought down, and we are going to experience freedom and prosperity as never before in our lifetimes. What do you need? What specific healings do you need? What loved ones have you been praying for to come to Jesus? What oppressive events have you suffered or losses have you suffered in 2020? God says it will be all turned around beginning January. I pray, hearing these prophetic words and promises of God have brought strength to your soul and rejuvenation to your spirit. I know that as you resolutely determine not to give up, not to give up on God, even if you did for a little bit, but you returned to a place of faith in Him, you will stand again with a more confident faith, believing God for His Word. Amen. Only the people who choose to persevere through oppressive trials of the enemy experience the rewards of our faith. Hebrews 11.6 is the promise we have on that. And there is nothing that fortifies our faith than for it to be tested and for us to arrive at the place of success on the other side that God intended for us all along. You know, one of the issues God impressed upon me a couple of years ago is the prophecy about the billion-soul harvest that is sure to come. Kent Christmas spoke of it in his word given earlier this year. It was 2018 that I was first piqued on the topic of end times, and in short order, I wrote the fourth book in my Faith to Live By series. It's called Prepare for the Harvest, Confidence in God's End Time Promises. This book is written to circumvent the fear of the enemy in God's people. Yes, the end times will be terrible, but they will also be great. Then, in 2019, realizing this billion-soul harvest is swelling and soon to be upon us, I looked around and I realized the church, your everyday community church, and even the megachurches, are not prepared to welcome and disciple an influx of people from all walks of life. With a serious concern, I found myself writing the next book, Prepare for the Harvest, God's Challenge to the Church Today. That book was supernaturally completed in just 30 days in draft form and was published October 2019. I remember thinking, the church is not ready to attend massive numbers of people coming to Christ and needing to be nurtured and discipled. Church is poorly equipped to genuinely counsel married couples, let alone minister to people from all sorts of alternative lifestyles, drug addicts, porn addicts, transgenders, abusers, pedophiles, criminals, and and more. These are the people God will be reaching and bringing to salvation, and we, the church, must be ready to minister to them with truth and the love of Jesus. With a heart of compassion for the church to make herself ready, God inspired me to write, Prepare for the Harvest, God's Challenge to the Church Today. And I want every sincere pastor and church leader to get a copy of this book to raise awareness in advance so we can be prepared for the great harvest of souls. Please understand, I'm not among the disingenuous ministers who seek to sell product, who ask for money to produce massive income. In fact, in the nearly 30 years I've been in ministry, I've never been in the black financially. And if you've listened to my podcast before, you know I'm not a nonprofit where financial donations are even tax deductible. No, I chose to be an LLC to maintain integrity in my ministry without government control that 501c3s are subject to. I have never asked for donations. Instead, I offer goods and services that I think you will benefit from that help support the suppliers and allows me a small commission for my promotional services. I always offer my books at discount to encourage people to get them, confident 
The content of each of my books was inspired by God for His people. If you can, get a copy of this book for your pastor, youth leader, director of women's ministry, or worship leader. As a church comprised of all believers, every denomination, we must seek to be united in the faith, beginning this year as never before. Don't misunderstand me, please. I don't believe in seeking to blend all denominations into one. But I do seek for us to be united on the basics of the faith, the essentials of the faith that we share in common. In fact, I'll make sure a copy of my paper on the essentials of the faith is also listed in the show notes. And as I've shared with the last podcast, I want to see the Church of God be united in worship so that we will see even greater outpouring of God's anointing and blessing in the days we are living. As I expressed in the beginning of this podcast, I want you to be healed, restored, revitalized, and actively back in the move of God that is upon us even now. I know this past year has been more than extremely challenging, and many have suffered great losses. But God does not want us to remain in that place of suffering and lack. He wants us to forget the former things and not dwell on the past, because now He is doing a new thing. Now it springs up, and He asks each one of us, Do you not perceive that I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland? This is a time we must look with the eyes of our spirit man and not with the eyes of our natural man. Faith does not walk by sight. Neither do we live by bread alone. No, we must live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We must deliberately and resolutely dwell on the truth of God's word and counter the lying, deceiving, destructive voices of the enemy. When you are tempted, in any measure, with fear or doubt, I ask that you respond aloud by saying, I will listen to no voice except that of the Good Shepherd. I will follow after no one except my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Then replace every doubting and confusing thought with the truth of God's Word. This is how I battled the voices that could otherwise bring me down. It works for me, and I firmly believe it will work for you. I pray you've been nourished from this podcast. I pray your soul has been restored and your spirit reignited. Don't let me work week after week seeking to invest in you without hearing from you and learning how my work is helping. And if it's not helping, I want to know that too. Let me know how I can be of help. Contact me directly at faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. That comes directly to my personal inbox, faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. My email address will be written for you in the show notes. If I've blessed you, consider getting one of my books or availing of the goods and services I offer from my sponsors. I seek to bring you goods and services that I think you need and can really benefit from every week. But unless my listeners actually avail of the products and services, there is no financial support of the ministry work I do. As we move into the new year, you can expect me to press in to the Lord and glean from other respected prophets to hear what the Lord has to say to all of us so we can effectively partner with God to see His kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. Now let me take just a moment to highlight my sponsors I bring you each week. First, there's Virtual Shield, an excellent service that lets you browse the internet anonymously, preventing marketing companies and others from making profiles about you and your search habits and the product views that you've had in the past. My listeners get a special discount if you use the link I provide in the show notes. I think you'll find this a wonderful service to really enhance your internet browsing experiences. I'm also pleased to bring you Movi, an app that allows parents and grandparents to monitor their children's browsing experiences 
with reports sent to the parent's phone when anything inappropriate appears on the child's phone. As the parent or grandparent, you get to determine what is inappropriate, truly keeping you in charge of your child's internet safety. Links to these sponsors and links to my books where you can get them at my listener discount will also be provided for you in the show notes. Now, in closing, I ask you to please follow me on Facebook at Faith to Live By TV, where I seek to communicate with my audience between podcasts and TV productions. I'm also on Twitter at PL Christian, on Parlor at PL Christian, and on LinkedIn at Pamela Christian. Faith to Live By is a division of Pamela Christian Ministries, LLC, a ministry that offers many different goods and services. I invite you to visit my main website, PamelaChristianMinistries.com. Be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on Charisma Podcast Network and on my website, faithtoliveby.com. On that landing page, there is a link and more information about my sponsors and partners. Again, if you've been blessed by my ministry, purchasing the goods and services I bring to you is greatly appreciated. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on Google, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and helps spread the gospel so that people can learn how to best apply their Christian faith. I sincerely hope you'll join me next week. And tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you once again to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. 